You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, The Syndicates for the A-List Online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject that I have lined up for you is the inspirational Anthony Sandry. Now, the reason for the conversation with Anthony is to promote his brand new EP. It's out now. It's called With You. So here he is, Anthony Sandry. Hello. Hello, brother. How are you? Good, mate. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, sorry, the uh, last interview went over a little bit, but uh, yeah, you get talking and then you look at the time and you think, shit, I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, well, good, man. Oh, yeah, good. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you, mate. I appreciate Lee organising these things so as I can talk to so many wonderful artists from around Australia. I've actually got, I think, six interviews lined up tonight, so you're the second in the block of six, actually. Just, oh, um, I think you're a family man, too, reading your bio, so I've got kids, so I've got to pick the nights that I do it. Amazing, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all good though. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty cool, man. Pretty freed up. The kids are, um, I've just seen them before. We spent the uh, few hours together on the beach, which was nice. So awesome. Yeah. Whereabouts are you? Are you in Perth, mate, or whereabouts are you? No, I'm in Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Okay, gotcha. God, is it cold down there on the beach? <laughs> it was all right today. We've had a couple of days of around 19, 20 degrees, um, which yeah. is nice for this time of the year. But, um, but yeah, it's starting to get a bit cool. Yeah, that's well, sure. I mean, I'm northern Gold Coast, mate. It never goes below. We sleep outside with a tent that still has a bloody mosquito net on it. We only went down to 17 degrees last night or something like that at like 3, 4 a.m., which is about as cold as it'll ever get. But for us, mate, that's the deep, dark heart of winter. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dad's in the Sunshine Coast. Uh, mate, I just want to get back up there to see him because it's beautiful up there. Yeah, we 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 um we used to live in Maroochydore actually, um so uh, we we still we still got the place up there. So we spent a lot of time on the Sunshine Coast. Actually, that's actually where we go to the beach at Maroochydore Beach, and I, it's probably my favourite place anywhere in the world. And I've travelled a lot, so I'm not just being parochial there. I love Maroochydore Beach. It's just got a special vibe, you know. Yeah, it has, isn't it? It's bloody special. You know. But mate, uh, look, let's talk about your music. So uh, I do like it, by the way. So that's the first thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, I I like the EP Visions and the reason why I like it, there's two words that came to mind. I try to encapsulate things for the people that listen to my podcast in a couple of of words because in case they don't want to investigate the music or what have you, what I find about your music is it's raw and it's very honest. Okay. Yeah. You, cool. you don't you don't try to overplay your hand, and you don't add anything that detracts from the melody or the message in your lyrics. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to, or been, or interviewed, or um, listened to music where it's just an acoustic guitar and a bloke singing or a chick singing, and all of a sudden you hear strings and some other bullshit come in, and it's just not necessary. It's just there to sort of make it a bit more saccharine. And I thank God you haven't done that. You know. So, and and I, and I read your your um your bio and this is actually what stood out beyond that which is that your music documents uh optim your optimistic daydreaming as a 10 year old uh to the tumultuous teenage years of crippling crippling mental illness to the musical awakening that you experienced in your 20s and your 30s and by that measure visions captures visions captures your story in a journey journey of musical hooks and soul-bearing lyrics. So I guess that's that final point there was the bit that interests me the most because I'm also a musician too and I can you can play the guitar, there's no doubt about that, but your lyrics, they're on point. I mean, anybody who's had any difficulty in life and thought about that song, Waking Up Is Hard To Do, just that refrain, it is. It mm. sucks for most of us most mornings, but we've got responsibility. So we get up and we do what we've got to do, but... Half of the globe's population probably doesn't want to get out of bed, probably ever. Yep. But you've, you've yep. encapsulated you've encapsulated that in one of your songs. So I guess I guess beyond the the point that I make about your lyrics, there, do you get a lot of feedback about the power of your lyrics? 
Uh, yeah, I've had some feedback, yeah, and that's been um, positive and people have been uh, feeling that, that, that it's quite, they can connect because it's very honest and it does just come from the way I'm, you know, I, I feel at the time and, and, and experience, but also just try to connect with nature and, and, and everything really and just try to translate what I, what I feel and believe. Um, but yeah, you, I just, I just try to be me really. That's the, that's more than, than anything. And, uh, that's my journey of life is just trying to become more about me, who I am really. So, uh, yeah. And share that with you guys and, and more, more people. <laughs> Feel free to dive into this in as little or, uh, as much detail as you so choose, but, uh, the crippling mental illness side of things that you experience, or just going by what the bio is talking about yeah. in your teenage years. Can you talk a, a bit about that and, yeah, and, and how that informs your music? Yeah, of course. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm 42 now. So, um, I was a, oh, nah, there you go. good age. Great. Is, is that like 1978? Is that when you were born? 1978. There you go, yeah. soul brother, right there. <laughs> yeah, man. I can you connected. Um, so, so for me, uh, my teenage years were, were, um, they started off okay, but then they became pretty traumatic. Um, I got involved in, you know, um, things that kids do, um, if they're, if they're going off the rails and, uh, you know, um, I, I did go off the, off the rails at that point and, um, it was abusing uh, substances and things like that. I, I, I don't have a problem talking about it because I think it's important for others and, and especially for kids these days going through, you know, if, you, if you're young and you can't um, express what the emotions you're feeling and uh, you don't feel you can talk to anyone and, and that's not anyone around me's fault. It was just how I was growing up. And so I did turn to those things and they did have a major impact on my uh, mental state, which um, led to, uh, yeah, a, a quite a few years of mental illness that needed, uh, you know, a lot of treatment, um, medications and things like that. And at one point, I, I really had a year of um, just learning how to talk again, I guess, in a lot of ways to, to people. Yeah, it was pretty massive. Um, but it was well, there was a fight, there was something inside that that was always there and, uh, and I was just never going to give up on that. And, uh, and, and it took years of just holding on to one strand of hope that I had this great future that was going to come, uh, even though if I couldn't see it, um, but I just had this, it was a feeling more than anything, an instinct. Yes. And over the years of battling and, um, and learning and then, uh, uh, you know, um, getting support from, uh, you know, workplaces and things that got me on my ro road back to recovery, back into, uh, usual kind of employment um, and I was in a retail job and I became actually um, really got good into a retail job in promotions and all sorts but um, that journey um, was you know always connected with music as well uh, and that was probably music that got me through some of the days in the end that um, when I had no real uh, uh, I couldn't really talk to anybody so it was music that I turned to and that's why now uh, it's it's always been my journey but it's so important now that um, you know I've, 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 I've done a lot of hard stuff so I can now give back with music that's my mission now to help others so um, yeah well, you're doing a good job at it brother I mean I, I listen to your music and the fact that you're bearing your soul in the way you do you, you must understand that it helps a lot of people because we, you know, I talked about you know that lyric "waking up" is hard to do, but life is difficult for for probably most of us, mate. And sometimes yes. I question personally, and I haven't had a difficult life. Don't get me wrong; I haven't suffered any any abuse and 
I don't have any real hang-up sets out of just wanting a beer every once in a while and wanting my football team to win and all the usual bloke bullshit. But I was, I was listening to uh, the recent Audible book that uh, Stephen Hawking released. So it was from 2018 or thereabouts. I've got a subscription to Audible. And he talks about in his um, epilogue, he talks about it's, it's so important that we don't ever give up as humans. We keep moving forward. And this is probably, along with Einstein, probably the smartest guy that ever... If I yeah. use the term walk the planet, I know he's in a wheelchair, but you know what I'm saying? I know, but for, him, yeah. for him to say that, he experienced that existential crisis too, clearly. Of course he did. This is a yeah. guy who, who understood the very nature of what happened when the universe was the multiverse and became the universe. You know, that, yeah. that collision. And, and he even talks about through that the absence of God. Yeah. And that it, it, according to him and science, they can only put it down to being, as in while we're here, an accident. So I thought, isn't that interesting that he's acknowledging that apparent contradiction that all of the universe apparently, from what we can gather scientifically, is just this random accident. But at the same time, it's so important you never give up and you keep moving forward and you keep wanting to lead your life. It's so important on that basis because I do, I do know some people who are clinically depressed and to be completely frank with you, they're hard to be around. Yeah. You yeah. understand because they've given up and they, they can't find joy in things and they're overly critical. And that's that, that overly critical and they've stopped and they've stopped actually doing things and trying things and they've morphed into this constant state of risk analysis that's crippling yeah. them and their life. And I, and I think a lot of your music talks about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, um, yeah, that's really it because I just um, began, I just started to doc document that journey with the visions and, and it does, it goes back to me being a 10-year-old boy when I first could recollect any kind of shift in my life, um, which was before that, it would probably just have been a pretty standard, standard upbringing that didn't really have any bearing. But at ten, there was some changing points in my life, and mm. from there, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it was well, like what you said in my bio. But um, it's so important now. Like for me, it's like I know I have a lot to offer um, in in the way of ex my own experiences that. I really believe that it can help help others uh, because we're all we're all connected. We're all vir virtually one anyway, as one of the same. But um, it's about just the way we express it, our own point of views and, and communicate and listen to each other that helps us all to reconnect with ourselves. And um, and I'm I'm quite open. <laughs> I've become very open with my yeah soul and and self that I, I don't have a fear or I don't have a fear of vulnerability vulnerability and I'm allowing myself to just be in, in for the greater good and, and it helps me because it allows me to be be me and um, at the same time um, and, I, and I know for a fact that um, there's just a certainty that I'm here literally still alive for the fact that I have a, a, a purpose to and it is to help others that's that's so simply put I don't have that's the purpose so <laughs> Yeah. Knowing that it, it really is a good um, motivator because it doesn't have to be for me, although I get joy from it because that's my purpose. Um, so it always feels good and I always get drawn to it. And, and if I steer off the path of doing what I'm supposed to, I don't feel good. <laughs> and I recognize that odd feeling and I get very uneasy. So it quickly draws me back and it's always music and it's always about helping others and it's always about love and, and care and and people so hmm. if i keep on on that all's good <laughs> hmm. 
So, so when did the music bug bite? I mean, I know you talk about being in, in your 20s and 30s, but it obviously must have yeah. happened far sooner than that. So was it oh, a Neil Young mate. record or something like that? that, that, that oh, do you know bug? what it was? It was a Richie Valens movie, uh, Rich and, Richie Valenzuela, The La I know the one. Yeah, I know that yeah. one. It's a good movie. Amazing. That was it, man. That was my epiphany in life, and I think I was 10 or 11 years old. It was all around the time that things shifted, and it was it's all interconnected all the way through my entire life. Music is the script that's um, that I at times wasn't conscious that I was even following. That it was such a uh, I was so magnetised towards music as a as a purpose in life. And it's only just now at 42 that I finally really. I mean, it's been a few years that I've known, but now that I'm really grasping it and going, no, this is actually why I'm why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's to um, to share music from me, you know, through me, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that movie, I went to the movie movies with my older brother and uh, his girlfriend at the time, and it shifted my my uh, view on music. Like that was my awakening. And I think I was yeah, ten or eleven years old. So it was. Um, what was it specifically about the film? Because I remember the film quite well, and it's interesting you mentioned it because I remember it had an impact on me too. Yeah, it was the I you know it was the story that this this guy that had didn't grow up with much. And he had this, and I remember him running up the hill with that electric guitar in his hand. Everywhere he went, he had that guitar in his hand. Now I, I don't leave home without my guitar now, but I just got connected. I was like this guy. And then when he, then when his brother, you know, his brother was on drugs, and his brother, they, they, they together, they, they set up that that bloody garage band situation thing, and they got some some fans to come, and they got some money, and it was just a struggle. Um, but the passion that he knew he could do something, and he was, you know, um, Latino or whatever, and he didn't. Didn't it wasn't supposed to do rock music? It was like sure, so pushed yeah. the boundaries of society, and he shifted something. And I'm like, he's having an impact on the world. And I got so emotionally invested into that movie at the time when he the love part as well, because you know I'm a loving person as well. And um, and 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 you know I think deep down all of us have this desire to have a connection with someone and have a you know this really meaningful relationship in life. But um, I got connected with that, with his, you know, with his childhood sweetheart, and it meant so much to him. He was um, gut wrenched when he thought he was losing her. So all of those things got me at that age in life that just um, drew me in. And then, obviously, at the end, the way you know, with him and Buddy Holly in the plane, and how it tragically yeah. was cut so short that life. Um, and I remember leaving that cinema just with my head um, like in another um, space, like in another world, I feel like, and just thinking to myself, what if he was still alive? Like, even though he only had a short career, he had a massive impact on the world. And uh, and I thought to myself, I want to do that, or I want to be a person that does that. I don't know. And then I forgot that I went through those tumultuous years and it was pushed so far back into my mind. I never, ever thought of it um, consciously for a long time. And then I had a family and did all the, you know, uh, had a career and did the, did the things that I thought, you know, which I, I don't regret a single thing. I've got a beautiful family, but I did push music aside for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, just listened to it always, but the yeah. playing and that, the dream, it kind of, uh, went away for, for a lot of years. That's why that line in uh, visions, you know, life came and grabbed me, took mm -hmm. a hold of me and it took me away from that dream from the age of 10 or so or, you know, up at probably the teenagers, really, and it took me away until, uh, yeah, late 20s, uh, some fate came in. 
Yeah, I'm hearing you. There's a lot of parallels between your story there and mine, actually, because I, I gave up music after trying to play in originals bands and eventually started playing covers around town here, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Sunshine Coast, even out west, this sort of thing. And I, I, I don't know if I've done 200 gigs, but it'd be, it'd be bloody near that at this point in time. But it was something that I could only start doing and experiencing to the, probably the fullness of my um, capability overall when I got married or when I met my wife because I had that yeah. stability in the background and I was able to just throw caution to the wind and just go, I'm here to be a musician and to yeah. be around music that I need to do this. But the thing is I did that at the same time I was an account executive at Telstra. So yeah. I was working ridiculous hours, doing ridiculous things, like just the amount of hours that I was doing. I actually ended up, I didn't get ulcerative colitis the digestive condition because of it but yeah. the conditions were i had it pr previous but throughout my 30s i was in logan hospital here four or five times because of it just because it the, the stress of the job and then playing music on top of it and you leading that musician's lifestyle if you know what i'm saying having a few beds yeah. and being out until the sun comes up every friday or saturday morning and sunday morning it, it, yep. I wouldn't say it almost killed me, but, you know, I mean, it drove me into the ground, if you know what I'm saying. So mm, I've got totally. far more balance now, now that I'm like you, I'm 42. And I've arrived yeah. at a point where I can experience music by doing these podcasts and also playing a lot. I don't know if you can see my gear behind me here, but all my yeah. musical equipment behind me here. Um, and just with COVID-19, it has just sort of reinforced the fact that I love playing music and I'm determined to keep doing it in some way, shape or form, even if I'm only playing like once a month, which is about what I'm playing at the moment. So is, is it a bit like that for you? Is my journey sort of reflected in your journey and your experience as well? Absolutely. Yeah, very parallel, mate. Even like you say, same age as well. So yeah, my um, career in retail became, I, you know, I, I had various promotions and I, I, I strive to become the best. So I wanted to keep growing as a person. So where was I going to do it? I was going to do it where the money was coming from and, um, and I was having an impact on people in a people position um, in retail. So I became a store manager of, a, you know, over 150 employees and managers and had to report to, you know, a, a hierarchy system and I was, had major responsibilities. And, yeah, doing 60-plus hours a week, every week, and then yeah. on top of that, pushing Jeez, the music. Yeah. Yeah. Where, do, do, can, can, you share, can you share which retail place you work at? Uh, yeah, it's not probably anyone that knows me. It's not really secret. Yeah, it was with Kmart. Okay. Know, great employer too, by the way. Yeah, they've been fantastic over the years. And yeah, I was just up there for a store opening this morning and seen some of the uh, some of the crew. But they've been good an exceptional you, employer. Yeah, um, good on you, but, mate. Yeah. yeah, it was a tough. You know, that's when you're that pressure cooker. Yeah, you're doing burning it at this end and you're burning it at that end. And sometimes it takes that like a diamond's formed in in uh, when coal's under pressure. It's like that. I think that's how yeah. sometimes it to be. Yeah, I, I just found I, I played bass and guitar, and I found like for example, I'd do a do a one weekend, I'd have a block of bass gigs, so playing in the rock band, and the next weekend I'd be doing the duo work. You know, the famous duo work that no doubt you've done a ton of. You probably do solo work, but I don't sing that well, so I need a singer to come along with me to fill it out. And uh, I just found that I'd be in the middle of a song, and I'd be like, I'd almost have that moment where like, am I playing bass or guitar, and what song am I playing? <laughs> just on top of all the Telstra stuff that was going in and out. But what I ended up doing was was quitting Telstra and going back to uni. I'm at Bond Uni. I'm in my final semester. And I'm a journalism student. So that's another reason why I'm doing all of this stuff is because I enjoy my journalism pursuit so much. So I'll be working, hopefully, fingers crossed, for News Limited fairly soon. Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, I've had that midlife 
Oh, I don't know. Are we at midlife? I don't know. Something like that. Third, one third life. I don't know. Whatever it is. Third, I want to go to one twenty. That's my goal. <laughs> uh, but it's it's similar. I, I find that I, one of the things that I have to do is music, and I have to do it in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's this or, or performing too, I have. I actually have to do both, actually. And I'm sure you're probably very similar. And I think you've captured that essence on this release here. So, so with, with the COVID nineteen thing going on, obviously you can't play gigs. So, have you got some? Some uh, some good ways of promoting your music in the absence of live music. Yeah, that's been the focus actually. Uh, it's actually been pretty good. So I've u- used that time in networking. Um, so I'm also in a duo as well, and um, uh, together we've been working on uh, networking, getting our um, starting to work, you know, online with um, some some bigger artists, which has been great, um, and some other producers, which is amazing, and we've been doing some recording and sending them the um, the tracks. And so got a lot cooking uh, and have been able to do a bit of filming stuff. So, um, you know, following all the right um, social distancing. So there's going to be some uh, visual things come out too. So some, some, some bit, a little bit of TV work and some um, some bit other promotions just about to, to land. So being busy under the surface, even though not doing um, physical gigs uh, and a couple of live streams. So we're going to start doing some live stream uh, videos as well, um, you know, like Facebook stuff. A lot of people are doing it, but um, it, it'll be good to just. Oh, get... you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it and spread the word. Yeah, I, I'd really. The the issue with this period of our of our lives is that a lot of these great releases like yours might go unnoticed, and I I, I couldn't I I, would, I don't like the idea of that for obvious reasons because of I, th- I think people need to hear the work that you've got out there, and so many of the artists that I listen to, sorry, that I interview are uh, from the world of punk and heavy metal. But the yep. thing is, they're musicians, and the people that listen to my podcast, a lot of them are musicians and love music. They don't care about the genre for the most part. They just want to hear great music, and that's how they connect. And that's the great thing about if the, from the work that you're doing there, you're allowing people to connect with you. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Yeah, that's actually really what it is too. So that connection is is actually important for me in life. So, um, and I find I get it through music. I get it through. Uh, writing the lyrics so the process of writing lyrics is actually become a necessary way for me to to um uh be able to allow my emotions to come out um words don't cut it anymore (laughs) that i was building up a lot of emotions over a lot of years and um it got to the breaking point where i had to just now that has to flow out if i'm feeling something i have to let it out a lot of time i can talk quite openly about my emotions but then there's some things that words don't capture so it has to be done, and music can touch and um, deliver a message that um, words alone just can't do. Uh, so there's no other way for me to live now than if I'm feeling something particular, I have to write a song. Usually, I have to write a song. So I have a, I have a, I don't know. You could say maybe a thousand albums inside me. I won't release I a thousand so. albums in a lifetime, but <laughs> yeah, really, I could. I'm going to tap yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh yeah, like. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'd better wrap things up because I've got to go to the next interview. But before I let you go, can you tell people listening where they can find your music? Absolutely. So um, I'm on Facebook as uh, my name, which is Anthony and Sandry, S-A-N-D-R-Y. So if you look up Anthony Sandry on the Facebook page, uh, same again on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. It's a unique name, so I didn't have to put any uh, underscores <laughs> or anything. So it's pretty straightforward. You'll find me on any of the platforms. Spotify, once again, same name. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty straightforward for me. Okay. Find well, me. Look, 
congratulations on having the courage to play the music that you are and and you're one of the first people that i've spoken to whose life mirrors mine and that you've got a family you've got professional pursuits and you love your music please keep on doing it you know i mean just keep on doing what you're doing you're on the right track here mate so uh look live long and prosper and good luck with everything amazing andrew thank you so much mate it was a pleasure talking to you you're a uh beautiful human being i'm gonna say <laughs> thank you brother no i appreciate it. it means a lot someone saying that yeah. i appreciate it. it's not lost on me thank you so much man thanks man take care thanks brother okay catch you bye. bye you've been listening to the scars and guitars podcast series that syndicates for the a-list online my name's andrew mckay smith and that interview subject was anthony sandry thanks so much for listening